Well, welcome again to Music Ally Focus with me, Music Ally's editor, Joe Sparrow. And behold, it's Music Ally's head of insight, the one and only Stuart Dredge joining me. Hi, Stu. Hello. Two in a month. I'm getting back to old, old times. It's uh, delightful to have you as a semi-regular guest again. And um, we're rushing this podcast out a little bit because um, we're talking about the goings-on at Spotify at the moment because... There appears to be a lot happening and it'd be good to put a bit of context on it. Um, you will not have probably been able to avoid seeing a little bit of a kerfuffle around Joe Rogan, Neil Young, people announcing that they're cancelling their account with Spotify and that Spotify's share price is down 25% in a month, that sort of thing. All this stuff is being shared widely on social media and so we wanted to sort of uh, try and put these things into some sort of order uh, without the hysteria around it. Now, Music Ally provides an analysis-rich guide to the music business, and each Music Ally Focus episode analyzes one meaningful music business story. And this will be brief. This podcast will take about the same amount of time as it would take Anthony Falzon to hypothetically eat 500 marshmallows. He ate 25 in one minute in Malta in 2013. Now, uh, talking of biting off more than you can chew... Spotify stew has a lot on its plate all of a sudden, and I'm going to try and sort of put it into some sort of precis, but this is what's sort of happening at the moment. Spotify signed the controversial, blunt-smoking, Elon Musk-hosting, bow-hunting, just-asking-questions-ing podcaster Joe Rogan in a $100 million deal uh, a while ago, and he is the most popular podcaster on the planet, and uh, his show is a very important part to their audio offering. Now, while there's always been pushback against some of his more controversial guests, this week things have come to a bit of a head, as Neil Young, one of the more principled people in rock, said uh, that Spotify could choose him or Joe Rogan. Spotify chose Rogan, and Paul uh, Neil Young's music, not Paul Young's music, Neil Young's music is being removed from the surface. In the same week, Joe Rogan once again invited controversial academic Jordan Peterson onto his show, who incidentally wore his best bow tie for the event, and made some uh, comments that, let's say, raised eyebrows. Yesterday, on Twitter, Delete Spotify was trending, and people were also alleging that they were unable to unsubscribe because, quote, roughly, the servers are overwhelmed. Stu has done his own research, so put down that cannabis-laced cigar... And tell us what's going on, please. <laughs> we need a video now to prove my innocence. Um, yeah, <clears throat> it's one of those stories, I think, that I mean, we've, we've covered the history of Spotify and there have always been moments of criticism and controversy. And some of them become a Taylor Swift-sized thing, which becomes a massive deal. And other times it kind of happens, Spotify stays fairly quiet, it goes away and everyone forgets about it. And it's, it's not always obvious when at the time which of those things it's going to be when someone steps up. So in this example, Neil Young said, I want music off Spotify. I don't agree with being on the service, same service as Joe Rogan. And it seems to be picking up steam. I mean, you may have a sense of how it is in Germany. I don't know if it's different from here, but in, in the UK, it's it's in the mainstream media. I've had relatives ask me about it who mm. aren't tech or music nerds. Um, and it's becoming this this big story. And people are aware, not only the fact that Neil Young wants his music off Spotify, but they know the reason. They know it's not royalties. They know it is because of Joe Rogan and because of his COVID-19 views and it's it's cutting through to use media parlance and and that is a really possibly a, a really dangerous moment for spotify if one or other of artists join young in his dance or listeners move with him or move to other services but it's a very early point in both those those things so we don't quite know how how dangerous and how big this is going to be yet this is centering around joe rogan's 
conversations he's had around coronavirus, which of course has affected absolutely everybody. And it's this that has become a sort of quasi-political thing. And people are thinking about making social-based judgment calls based on the fact that they have Joe Rogan exclusively on the platform. Neil Young has set them an ultimatum and now his songs are coming off the platform. Um, As you say, it would be very meaningful if a very, very large, in terms of streaming numbers, artist did the same thing. Taylor Swift would be someone who could have the leverage to really shake things up, although, of course, it comes down to ownership of uh, rights and things like that. Spotify publicly gave Joe Rogan carte blanche when they signed him and said, you know, keep on making your show the way you want. They also didn't import a number of his more controversial podcasts across to the service. He's done hundreds, and some of them didn't make the the transition across the platform. So the the logic here is all a bit murky. What happens next, do you think, in terms of what should they look out for here? Because this could, like you say, gather a bit too much momentum, couldn't it? Yeah, well, I think there's a very important wider issue here, which is that idea of being a platform, hosting content, whether that's videos, podcasts or music. And the moderation and responsibilities you have. So at the moment, COVID-19 misinformation is a really big subject. And I think YouTube is trying to tackle it, Facebook, mm. Twitter, any platform where people can upload views is having to deal with this. What is misinformation? How dangerous is it? What stuff should I take down? And YouTube has taken things down. Spotify said this week it has taken a bunch of podcasts down because of this. Um, and usually that, that, that conversation is through the lens of you are a neutral platform, stuff is uploaded to it and you have to make the call then on what stuff to take down because it's it's breaking the law or it's, it's doing bad things. Um, I think that the, the tricky thing here for Spotify is it's not a neutral platform. In this case, it's paying him a load of money. Mm. Um, it's it can, like paying for exclusivity on these shows. It promotes Joe Rogan very heavily, both in terms of editorial and algorithmically. So it, it's, it's, not, it's not very easy to kind of wiggle off the hook with, well, we believe in free speech on our platform. Because people will say, no, you're not just allowing him to say it, you're paying him to say it and you're funding it. So I think that's one of the problems they're going to face is that the, the, the question of the relationship they have with Joe Rogan and then what is their responsibility and how are they moderating? And, and if they are taking stuff down that they consider to be COVID-19 misinformation, is his stuff not being taken down because they judge it to be fine? Or is it not being taken down because he's the star podcaster and he's getting different treatment? That's going to be a question that will be asked. And, and they, yeah. again, I think Spotify will... will well, at some point, what usually happens is they, they sort of, they bide their time, they think about what to say, and then they come up with some kind of statement, or they have an event, or they have a website in terms of royalties. So I, I think we will hear from them on this, and we will hear maybe in more depth what, how they're thinking. But yeah, that's that's one danger, is that people will start to say to them, it becomes a conversation of not just you're allowing them on your platform, but you're paying him. And when you're subscribing to Spotify, there is that thing of, well, I'm paying you money. Is my money going to this man whose views I don't like? And that's one of the triggers that could make people look elsewhere. Um, so that's one thing. I think the artists is the other. I mean, I think we said we could like, like I think New Young's brilliant, but he, he's not a massive streaming artist. He's got I think six point one million. Mm. Month. So him leaving Spotify isn't really a big problem for Spotify. It's also not a problem for him. I think his the way he makes money, the way he runs his business. I know it feels weird talking about musicians, but the way he kind of funds his career is not dependent on streaming. So I don't think he's going to suffer. I don't think that they're going to suffer, but. Like you said, if a Taylor Swift, um, if a Beyonce, if a Coldplay, some of these artists that really do have clout, and, and again, we just don't know if they're going to or if they're going to kind of keep quiet and, and not worry about it. So that's the other thing that the 
the idea of an artist thing. I think we're also seeing the rival services see this and see a moment of weakness. So I think Apple was very quick to put a tweet out encouraging everyone to come and stream Neil Young on Apple Music. Yes. Um, I think Tidal had a tweet saying like, who's new here? You know, indicating that they're getting an influx of people. Um, Sirius XM has launched a Neil Young. Like, I think there's, and again, it, it, it's not, Neil Young isn't a massive artist in the streaming world. It's not like there's going to be half what and suddenly going to disappear. But you're seeing the rivals see this as a moment of weakness. And that um, maybe gives us a clue that there is something for Spotify to be thinking hard about, about what this means. Um, and and the, you mentioned the share price too. And that's the other thing. I don't think, I mean, there was a time, and we wrote, wrote about this, when I think the day Spotify signed Joe Rogan and the reports were, I was at 100 million or 200 million. And I think its share price vaulted by a billion dollars that day. And yeah. it was that time when it seemed like yeah. if they paid a podcaster a massive wad of money, their value would soar by you know something times that kind of money. But like you yes, said, like when they announced the uh, the podcast of uh, Prince Harry and uh, Meghan Markle. Yeah, I've forgotten their official titles, so I apologize. Did you conduct the Sussex? Um, but yeah, they announced their yeah. podcast. Yes, that's right. Yeah, they, they announced their podcast, and it had a huge effect on their. On, on the Spotify share price immediately, although only one podcast has come out of that partnership yeah, so far. There's a whole story altogether. There's a whole subgenre of stories on the Daily Express site that I follow. About every week they write a story saying what's happened to their podcast. But anyway, so I think, so though we haven't really talked maybe as much about this fact that the share price has been falling, Spotify. And this is part of a wider trend that other tech firms have faced too. But it's an interesting distant dynamic, whereas there was, there was one point when I think podcasting was driving Spotify's value up. And by definition, someone like Joe Rogan was a really crucial figure, you know, certainly maybe more yeah. crucial to the, the valuation of the company in the market size than any musician was, which might lead you to kind of say, well, we don't want to annoy him. But now, I don't know, I, I just wonder if there's going to be a moment where they say, actually, we do need to do something. And then there's maybe going to be a moment of conflict, because I don't think Joe Rogan's a kind of man who's going to be like, yeah, it's fine, tell me what to say ask me what I'm going to talk about. He yeah. doesn't seem that kind of guy who's going to react well to Spotify taking a more active moderating role. So they're obviously trying to avoid that mm. row, um, but they're caught in a hard place, I think. And people are, meanwhile, the story is building and people are talking about it. And, and it's 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 a very tough situation, I think, for them. So if you're finding this uh, Joe Rogan flavoured chat useful and you crave more of Stu's in-depth news and trusted analysis waiting for you in your inbox every morning, uh, head on over to musically.com slash subscribe. Indie labels, artist managers, employees of CMOs or publishers might be eligible for one of our sponsored complimentary subscriptions as well. You made an important point, which is it is about moderation. And if you, you know, sign Joe Rogan for a huge amount of money, and they knew this at the time, and people said this at the time, you are signing a man who is you know, deliberately provocative. He does um, sort of eschew authority. That's the, That was his whole setup. You know, he, he built that brand himself, and no one was telling him what to do. And they said, well, we're not going to tell you what to do. And there had been a number of sort of internal complaints about some of the guests he's had on and things they'd said and but now it's it's potentially going to reach a point where it becomes quite fundamental and they have to make a decision to either maybe tell him to stop doing things that are controversial or we won't host the controversial podcasts they can go somewhere else you know and which which is a line in the sand and is possibly navigatable and not a problem but it it, it does then set a precedent around content moderation doesn't it and that and, and as you say that is the the complex thing here because all dsps 
host music that's morally and socially dubious. There's numerous misogynistic hair metal songs, homophobic hip-hop songs and racially dubious 1960s rock songs on all music streaming platforms. You know, people aren't threatening to quit Spotify because Snoop Dogg's Doggy Style is on the platform or Prodigy's Smack My Bitch Up or something like that. But they're, they're, they really are concerned about Joe Rogan. Spotify's business model is based around, well, a stream is a stream. So if a hundred smaller stars said, take my music off the platform, doesn't that have the same impact in some ways as one bigger star? Yeah, I think uh, more so in the public perception, I think, that, that the noise being made spreads. Yeah. It's been making me think about a bigger thing, which is this idea of the values-based music industry, which was a whole strand at our Night on Connect conference last week which is focusing on more on labels, I think, but it's focusing on the climate emergency, um, diversity, equity and inclusion, and then artist rights, artist treatment contracts. And it was talking about these three areas, like these are the areas we just step up, find responsibilities, do the right thing. Um, I think all these things still apply to companies like Spotify, Apple Music or the DSPs. I think the idea of their workforce, I think promoting things, everything. But I think they have this extra lens of moderation of stuff on their platform. And I think people are going to be, it's, I think it's possible just in the same way that we think about fair trade, food and drink, we try and do things ethically at home. I think people are going to, more people are going to start saying the digital services I use, are they good or bad? I mean, I, I've had people come to me and talk about Amazon and, and they, they, they talk about whether they want to use Amazon in relation to uh, Jeff Bezos's space stuff and in relation to mm. warehouse stuff. I think we, we, we know a lot more about all these tech companies because there are many more people reporting on some of the negative aspects. And we, 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 I want to say we make decisions accordingly, although you look at Facebook, which has loads of bad press, and yet its, it's user numbers aren't going down. In fact, they're going up still. So there's an argument of whether do people really make decisions to leave services because of ethics. I guess it's easier with Spotify, though, isn't it? Because if you if you switch from Spotify to another streaming platform, you're essentially getting exactly the same... Mm. Uh, service, but just in a different colour and with the boxes in a different place, because they've all got this major streaming catalogues. They've all got podcasts plumbed into them. And again, I think we should look beyond Spotify because they're all facing this kind of thing. Apple has podcasts on its platform. Um, YouTube has all this. They're all kind of grappling with the idea of moderation and what to what to take down, what not. Um, and I do wonder if if this will start becoming part of the choice soon. The other thing I think that is tough for Spotify is I think we're seeing this just today is. I feel like what from what I know of Joe Rogan, he's one of those guys. He's not a far right dude. Like he's he's no. one of those libertarian guys. It's like he'll have people on who are very far left and radical left. He'll have he's like I'll have everyone mm-hmm. on. I'll ask the hard question. He's, that's his his thing, isn't it? Is he he likes to see himself as a libertarian, mm. not right or left. But a lot of those bad far right people are are emerging from the woodwork, like woodlice. And 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 come and supporting Spotify, and it's that moment where I don't think those are the people you want to be defending you, um, if you are Spotify. There's, yes. there's a reputational element there of who are the people who are defending you and who who are attacking you, and and again, it, maybe that doesn't affect the share price. Obviously, maybe it doesn't stop people listening to you, but I think it is a moment for the company to step back and say, "Hang on a minute." There's a perception management thing here, isn't there? Because, as you say, Joe Rogan is, like you say, he he's he hosts all sorts of people he hosts very left-wing people very right-wing people there's a very broad spectrum of stuff there but there's an issue isn't there when you can say oh i'm neutral in the middle and and playing all sides but if the only people really defending you are the the nasty right-wingers 
then you have to make some sort of judgment call on what you where you are, whether you want to be there or not mm-hmm. in the spectrum across the political spectrum. And Spotify, of course, have invested in Joe Rogan. Now we're seeing that actually perhaps the alignment is not exactly there. And then therefore Spotify's alignment isn't there. So as we look into the next week or so, you know, this could fizzle out and go away. Or knowing Joe Rogan, he might double down next week and book someone as a guest who's even worse. I mean, and this is completely possible because they have given he, him he might book so, He might book Dandy Leck and, and have a two-hour conversation about moderation, which would be really interesting. Like, maybe that would be the thing to do. Get Spotify on his show and talk about what's going on, you know. What, what do you think Spotify will do? Because, as you said, they've addressed things in the past. They don't really shy mm. away from them. I don't have any inside info on this at all. But in the past, Spotify employees have played a role in these kind of debates. I know in the past, over Joe mm. Rogan, there's been internal conversation and internal and and i think that that is also the thing for spotify it, it should worry about what artists think of it what listeners think of it it should also worry about what its own employees think of it so they may have a role to play in terms of questioning the company and it will deal with that internally and neil young came out and wrote an open letter and then took his stuff off but there might be artists who are talking to their managers and labels privately and there's conversations going on that we don't see in public and again they could have influence mm. but yeah and i think uh, it, this is very much a personal opinion because I always worry about, I worry about the kind of, the times we're in where people can say, I don't agree with this and therefore it shouldn't be said and it shouldn't be on there. And mm. I always worry about, I always, I always, one of those liberals who gets in a flap thinking, well, free speech on the other hand and so on. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about it. This is why we get people get paid good money to moderate these things aside. But I do personally think, I think about where my money's going. And I think about, am I paying for a service that is then paying that money to someone who I just really don't think is saying good things? It, yeah. it, that's something where personally I'll be having a thought and saying, well, I don't want to be supported. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not even sure I think he should be taken off the platform. I'm not, but I, I'm not sure I want to pay him the money that helps him get rich off what he's saying. And I think there's a really lot of that, those personal reflections, I think. And that's very, so I, I don't mm. think he's going to be booted off Spotify. I don't think they're going to take things off doing anything drastic. No. But I do think it's it's a moment where people will just make come to their individual decisions about what what whether they're comfortable paying money that that you know in this in the system we live in will will be going towards stuff they like or dislike. It, it's complicated, isn't it? Because I might disagree um, in a an ethical sense with some of the music that is hosted on a streaming platform, but it doesn't make me want to take any sort of action because I just won't listen to it. But if I'm paying for a person to platform people whose views are very out of alignment with mine and are, I think, damaging to magnify on the biggest podcast in the world, then it comes down to responsibility. And it's and, and yeah, it becomes a personal decision. Do I want to fund someone who is making judgment calls that I don't agree with because they have a giant platform and they're using it in a way that I think has a detrimental effect on the, the society at large. And that becomes a, an individual yeah. um, de- decision. It's different to say... Which, which is, and it's an easy one to make a decision yeah. about. I, if, if I don't like it, I can move somewhere else. If I'm an artist and I don't like it, I can take my music off. There was that moment when podcasts were brilliant and they were driving Spotify's value up and it was the future of audio first and everything was great. And and now I think we see, actually, when you, when you host stuff, you know, like you say, there's music that causes problems, but not not so much. When you host podcasts, when you host host a range of speech, 
it's not going to be all plain sailing. There's going to be these moments where you have to make tough decisions and all the more tough if you're if you're the per- funding the person who is making you have those kind of debates and discussions. Yes, which is which is probably the biggest takeaway of all, which is if if you make your bed, you're going to eventually have to lie in it. And, and by funding him, they're now going to have to make some uh, tricky decisions that, that, that accompany those kind of big decisions big previous uh, decisions and it will be very interesting to see um what happens next and maybe uh we'll we'll do a follow-up on this um in a week or two when, when the dust has settled a little bit and appropriately Stuart, we have rambled on for a long time on this podcast in in the joe rogan style so he would actually approve you left just wiggle room because anthony Fossey he might slow down eating those 500 marshmallows we can't say he would go at the same speed so he might have taken this long he would have had a break maybe gone for a drink so we're still kept to the spirit of your your um your structure yeah, I know. And it did, I didn't specify what size those marshmallows are. If they were very large, he could still be going, going for them right now. Uh, good point well made, Stu. Uh, Jamie, can you just research that for me? Okay, that was a Joe Rogan joke, uh, folks. All right, thanks, Stu. Uh, and uh, thanks for joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we will certainly be uh, talking about this again in the future. And if you found that useful, please share the podcast on with someone who you think will also get something out of it. Uh, and if you found it Controversial, please email me at or Stu and vent your spleen. That's Joe at musicali.com or Stuart at musicali.com. Uh, we also have a free weekly email called The Knowledge, which rounds up bits and pieces of the best analysis news, marketing insight, and skills from Music Ally. So sign up and impress your boss. Links are in the description as always. So that's it. Uh, thanks, Stu. Great to have you back again as ever. And uh, next time, if you could come dressed as Jordan Peterson in a full tuxedo and bow tie inexplicably that would be fantastic so thanks very much Uh, and that's it uh, from me uh, Joe Sparrow and uh, him Stuart Dredge Uh, thanks for joining us see you next time and farewell